Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. And just in case we are new friends, I always briefly introduce myself, and then we will jump into my continuation in the conversation with Barbara Schulte. So as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors and to your customers. I do that through coaching, as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and social stride, which is my monthly coaching program. I do each of these things so that you can be out in the barn or the arena doing what you love, working with the clients and the horses that you love to serve. I get that marketing is not everybody's favorite thing, or maybe you're here because you do enjoy marketing and you want some more tools to make it happen. But either way, my goal is to provide you with step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos to help you see what's possible when you do market your horse business. And not only that, but to guide you through that process, right? So today I've invited my new friend to help me in this process of guiding you, and her name is Barbara Schulte. She is back to continue our conversation where she is sharing some business success tips and lessons that she has learned in her years in the equine industry. Now, what I love is that I learn from so many of you about horses. I'm constantly looking for new things that I can learn, whether it comes to training methods or riding skills or just general horsemanship, because I'm a learner. But I get to come here and turn the tables and say, okay, I've learned from you all about horses. Now, can you come this side and talk about business, right? And so that's what Barbara is doing here today. It's not something she's constantly sharing about. She doesn't go around sharing talks about horse businesses, but she was kind enough to come here to share her nuggets of wisdom that she has learned in her years of building her own own horse businesses. And if you've not met her yet, I did a full introduction last week in episode number 70. So be sure to go back and listen to that. It's stormlily.com slash 70. And I want you to listen because you're going to get a full appreciation of all that Barbara has done and the wealth of knowledge and wisdom that she is bringing. And you will get to hear that first part of our conversation, which was so, so good. And as I said, it was so good. That's why I broke it up. So I broke our conversation into two different episodes because I want you to be able to take what you're learning and apply it. And sometimes that means we just need to break some things up into chunks, right? So last week, she talked specifically on on a personal level to entrepreneurs, right? On some mental toughness ideas and some practical ways that you can build up your business as an entrepreneur. And this week, she's talking specifically about marketing and about what that looks like for her, how she decides what products to create for her business, and then how they market those. So I really appreciate that she's giving you really an inside look, a behind the scenes look at what she has done over the years and why she has done that. But of course, she also goes deeper than the practical and talks about the mental because she's a performance coach and that's what she knows so, so well. So again, I'm so grateful for her time. I know you are not only going to be equipped, but you're also going to be encouraged. And I love that. So let's get into it. Here is the second part of my conversation with Barbara Schulte. I just want to address two things because one is about the products and what you sell. Uh-huh. And the other thing is the other part is about marketing. I think that thinking about 
products in terms of leveraged products and non-leveraged products is really important. And by non-leveraged products, I mean um, thing. Once you do it, it's a little bit. It's like training a horse or giving a lesson. Once it's over, it's over. There's no replicating that except you know what you learned by doing the experience. But there's no direct replication. Whereas if you uh, write a book, but of course writing a book is not a business. But if you write a book or you create an online course, that is something that you can leverage and update and uh, repackage or combine combine it with other products that can be resold and resold and resold. And I I didn't really know that when I first went into business because I went into business because of my husband as a horse trainer. I mean, I went into business because, of course, I wanted to, but um, he really encouraged me. And I had good success and I, and I was grateful. But I didn't really go into it with a model of, okay, you know, what is my business model? You know, what what do I provide and what can I do? You know, how does this look in the future? And no matter how great of a planner someone is, I think when we set goals and we make plans, it it sets us out on a path is the main is the main purpose and it provides us with great inspiration. And then we see kind of where it goes. But it took me a long time to understand that when you trade time for money it's when it's old when it's gone it's gone but when you have a book again i'm repeating myself when you have a book or a product it's something that is you know can be built upon um and sold over and over and i think it's really important to think that way because then over time if you have both then you can, or at least this is how I view it, I view doing clinics as having that wonderful ongoing connection with people and practical application and um, seeing what resonates and trying out new ideas and getting feedback from people so that I don't become some kind of you know, academic and an ivory tower. But, and at the same time, I understand that having a, you know, this is just for me, having a um, library, and I'm, I'm really working on this, of online courses will be there really forever. And then it depends on marketing them or, and or updating them. And sometimes I'll do live events, because it's a great marketing way for me to get for me to meet new audiences and get in front of people. It might, it may or may not be 
a huge money-making thing in itself, but it's always good to have tech clarity about the purpose of the expenditure of time. And so getting back to the products, I think that a combination of leveraged and non-leveraged products is really a good idea. You know, I have not heard it explained that way, leverage versus non-leveraged. Um, that makes perfect sense the way you explain it, but I've actually not heard anybody use those terms to describe it that way. Uh, typically, I feel like in my world, people talk about scaling, right? They're like, is it scalable? Is it something that can, which is exactly what you said, right? You're not having to continue to trade time for money. Question, uh-huh. a couple of questions, actually. So for those listening that are saying, okay, I hear you, but I do X, Y, Z. That's not possible for me. Do you think that there is such a thing in the equine industry that's not possible to be a leveraged product? Or do you think that pretty much everybody could probably figure something out in their realm of expertise to create an online lesson, an online course that serves what they're doing? Well, if they have the will, they can do it. (laughs) And it's... But I think that if you're, if, if someone is not, um, if, if they're not kind of wired that way, then that's fine. They wouldn't, quote unquote, have to do that because it really takes a lot of effort and it has a lot to do with marketing and it has a lot to do with infrastructure and understanding how to um stair step lessons and how to create small bites because that's what people really want um and if that's the case then i think that's fine but i not but and what i would say to someone who does not want to do a non or, or want to do a leverage type product then i think what and this is always the case, but it's really important to look down the road towards your retirement because mm. because when you do a service business, when you run a barn or you train horses especially and you or you give lessons, I guess living, I'm just kind of thinking on my feet here, Denise. So sure. Yeah. I threw this one at you. So for our audience, she didn't know I was going to be picking her brain. No, about no, this no, one. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to do it. I just, I'm thinking through it. Sure. I just think that when you provide a service, there's going to be a time when you're not going to want to do that mm-hmm. anymore. And that's fine. It's just that that needs to be planned for in terms of building a retirement, uh, you know, having a retirement plan. Because one of the things about leveraged products is that, and it still takes ongoing work because there's so many people doing so many new things now. There's a lot of competition. but you still, for the people who follow you and who know you, those products still will have some, you know, it's called mailbox money, um, the ability to be sold 
really indefinitely. It's just that the sales over time will be reduced. You know, my books, which, you know, I have four of them, actually, I think five of them, they're still selling. They're not selling like they did when they first came out, mm-hmm. but they are, they are, they're still selling. And so um, I think if someone does not want to do an online course or product, that's fine. You know, one, it's just to be aware of what I just said. One of the things that I think almost anyone can do with, and if they're not techie or they don't see themselves as techie, is that you can do live webinars. And if, you know, we all, believe me, I have plenty of help because I'm not very techie. And um, they can be, you know, broken down into, you know, like weekly coaching calls or, or monthly coaching calls. If there is something that you do that you know is really works and it's something that people go, oh my gosh, that helped me so much. And you have even a little, uh, by little, I mean like not that many steps, but a systematic way of teaching that instead of feeling like, oh, I, you know, I don't know how to do the videos. I don't know, you know, all of these different things that you could do live webcast and take questions, have a 20-minute lesson once or twice a month, and then take questions and have a website and have a membership site and, you know, post those even break it, break the the webinar up into the main content and some of the questions. So you would need someone to help you. And you also have to get your name out there in front of people that it exists. Mm-hmm. That would be one way to have a um, an archive library of questions that people ask you and you build it over time and you make it very affordable. You know, in this day and age, um, I have found that people prefer, I mean, of course, none of us are wanting to spend thousands of dollars, but that people uh, appreciate small uh, pieces of information that are affordable. And the the other point that I want to make is to really understand who your audience is, you know, who is your client? because we can't be all things to all people. And what are the pain points? You know, what is it that your people and what is it that you have to offer that they just really want, that they're willing to pay money? You know, people don't really want to spend money. They What they want is to have the solutions to their problems. So I think that is another big piece of advice that I would give. It's not so much, I mean, you ha- we all have a passion, but within that passion, what is it that people are wanting and willing to pay money for? It's like for me, I see in the in the personal performance area, I would like to stand on the top of the, you know, tall buildings 
around the world and yell, you just, if you could discover this training and it's simple and it's, it's life changing and it can change your writing, that'd be great. But what people, I mean, they go, yeah, why don't you just come on down off the building? <laughs> what they really want is to not be nervous or they want to not worry about what other people think. Um, or they want they want to learn to be a better competitor. I mean, those or they want to learn connection and relationship with their horse. Those are the things that people want, and it's really by building an audience, which is kind of the next thing that I was going to talk about. But you know, building your customers that is and having a relationship with them an ongoing relationship and asking them and, and in listening, like really listening to them about what it is that they want. And then they need to build, they need to trust you as you know, when you go out of the sphere of your, you know, of your immediate training business, if you're a trainer, or if you're, a, you know, you run a barn, um, people love to buy things from the people that they know, like, and trust. And in order to do that, you have to build a relationship with people. So for those people who are interested in an online business, that's where doing a weekly video and uh, or doing a little mini podcast or doing an article on a simple website um really you know three or four minutes it doesn't have to be long really lets people see you and you attract the people who you are meant to have um and you can be yourself and you listen to those people and you provide them with the information and then you give them bits and pieces but it's in the packaging of it that is the is what you end up selling and the step-by-step -step training piece of it. That was a wonderful, yeah, no, I appreciate I that. I got you off on the tangent there. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and, and one of the things that you said, I was going to circle back to, and you said it, which was when you talked about going to your clinic, that's when you have your ears to the ground and you're listening to what people are saying and you're going, oh, Maybe I can create a webinar on that and go deeper because if lots of people are asking this one question, then I bet there are other people that are asking the same question. And then that turns into a product for you and it goes well. So it's the same thing for those of you that are listening. Keep your ears to the ground and listen to what your customers are asking you on the regular. And you could probably turn that into some sort of leveraged product like Barbara's talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, that was wonderful. Okay, but I know you said you have some wisdom on marketing, which I'm, of course, super excited to hear about that part too. So okay. what, do you, what would you love to share? Well, this part has been really helpful to me. It's also created an incredible amount of work, but since I'm supposed to be doing 70 or 80% of <laughs> marketing, it's a good thing that uh, you know, I at least have some direction. First of all, for anyone who does any kind or has aspirations of doing something online, your email list is your gold. Because those are the people who have said, 
I am really interested in what you have to say. And you build that by, you know, having a website and then having, you know, you introduce yourself and, you know, what you're about, but more than that, what, what pain points and you give away something that is meaningful that they're willing to give you your name and email address for. And then that's when you keep in touch with those people. And that's called internal marketing. And in, I forget what they say about how many touch points you have. People might follow you and listen to what you have to say or watch your little, or by little, I mean short videos mm -hmm. for years, and then they'll buy a product. And that internal list is really your gold. And the reason that you need to do something to keep in touch with them is that they want to see you or they want to hear from you. If, if they're really interested in what you have to say, they are grateful for the free content or the free tip, or they're grateful just to see your kind of fun personality, whatever. But that internal marketing is very important. And so I do weekly videos or many podcasts. I do uh, a Monday through Friday daily inspiration, social media posts that are inspirational memes um, are all, well, that's more external, sorry. But the internal part in the Sunday email is usually, for me, usually has a little piece of content or a little story or talks about where I've been and what I learned. And then a little blurb on the top about something. I don't know, news, where I've been, uh, comment, I, just something just something personal, short and sweet. This is just what I do. It doesn't mean that this is the model for everyone. So that internal marketing and that email list, I cannot overemphasize that enough. Then external marketing is getting new people to constantly uh, sign up to, and now they become internal or to to get your piece of, of whatever you had to offer, like an ebook or, you know, PDF about 10 tips for, you know, keeping your balance and, and saddle and staying, you know, keep staying soft, you know, whatever, how to turn a horse around in a spin, what, you know, whatever it would be that you would offer for free. But people, one of the things marketing online is about two things. It's nurturing and taking care of those people who are already following you, like I just talked about internal. And then it's simultaneously doing things that attract people and they go, hmm, I wonder who Barbara Schulte is. I've never heard of her before. That's so interesting. And then they go to your website, which 
um, mine is getting ready to be overhauled and or it is being overhauled. And then they sign up for whatever it is that you have. Or um, social media, a great place for um, people to see who you are and what you're doing. And by the way, one of my marketing mentors says it very well that social media, like it's great to have likes and loves and you know we all want to be liked and loved but likes and loves don't always directly um turn into sales which if we're in business and we believe in what we're doing we are really doing people a service by offering them what it is that we have to sell so in social media, it's very important for them to know how to get in touch with you. So, for example, on my Barbara Schulte Facebook page, every Wednesday, I give a short little um, snippet from one of my just for today. So, those are the day for the people who sign up for the daily inspirations. Um, that it's just a little snippet and then within the comments it's like to receive these in your email inbox like if you like this to receive it in your email inbox click here so now those people they are they will absolutely get those monday through friday inspirations but they also will get my Sunday email, which they'll get hopefully to know, like, and trust me. So if what I am offering to them in the next online course or webinar is something that if I'm right on in my topics, then they're going to go, Oh, I'm just so interested. And then there's a whole launch process. But that whole like two-prong external, you know, to get to sign up for the internal so that people know you and then you nurture them once they are with you. And I know that's not a new model. That's a, been around forever. But it's a really important one to understand. And I'm always talking to my team about, is this ex external? Is this internal? Ads on Facebook or ads on in Instagram, um, those are external. They're not internal. So if someone signs up for something, again, it's important to take good care of them, What, which is why communicating with them frequently is important. This is, I love this. Even just you starting out with your email list is gold. I'm sure for those listeners who have been on the podcast know that I'm like, yes, look where she's going. And I knew I would not surprise you in that direction because I get your emails. That's how I got to know what you were doing and what you're about. Um, not just because I signed up for them. I don't even remember now, to be honest, Barbara, it's been so long uh, that I've been getting them, but I love them. 
And I know that you faithfully send those out every week and then you have the dailies. And so this is good. What I really appreciate too is the practical examples. Because like you said, sure, the idea of using online marketing, using social media to get people on your email list, it's not something new. However, when people hear it, oftentimes they freeze up and they say, okay, that's what the experts can do. What does that look like practically for me? So I really appreciate you sharing on a very practical level. What does that look like for you, right? What's in your emails? How are you getting them onto your email list? What are you putting on social media? How do you view that? I really just appreciate you sharing those specific practicalities because sometimes we might hear the framework and then go, all right, but what now? right? What's next? So I really appreciate that. And you're, you're spot on, of course, because people buy from who they know, like, and trust. And whether it's online or whether, you know, we've talked in the podcast about how you can use other avenues to build your email list, how you can do your in-person opportunities and invite people to go to your website, to sign up for your freebie or whatever you might have that's going to serve them well. So there's so many ways that you can use that external marketing to get them onto your email list so they can become your good friends and they feel like they really do know you. Because I bet you that there are lots of people that are on your email list that feel like they know you, even if they haven't ever met you, because it's just the way you've built it and structured it. I hope so, because that's, I mean, I really care about the people that, that follow me and are with me, which comes full circle back to the very first thing that I said is that if we all do what it is that we are so passionate about and we know that we are enriching people's lives, it's a it's purpose-driven, not in a you know, I'm not trying to be too esoteric, but it's never, I mean, it is about selling because that's what business is. But I think that sometimes people in the horse business, because it's kind of an, an art and it's an animal love and, you know, a lot, the, the horse business attracts people who are not particularly business-minded or they might go into banking or financial consulting right. or like that, <laughs> yeah. you know? um, but I think one of the ways that really empowers me is that I want to attract the people in our business who can benefit by what I do or what we do it I should really say we because it's a team by what by what we do and I am not trying I'm not on a mission to um, convince the whole world that what I have to offer that the whole world should have but I do think it's my responsibility to do the marketing in a way that gives the world the opportunity to meet me and to and to get to know me and to know what I'm about so that if it interests them then 
they can keep learning more and getting to know me more and that knowing that what I, and this is something that, you know, I feel personally really good about in our business. I know that when people um, take the courses that it is for the highest percentage of them, truly life changing and that's exciting and that again sounds a little corny or something but it's but it's true it's not my information you know i was had the great opportunity to learn it but from that perspective when you really believe in what you're doing and you know that it's good and it's helpful to people then it becomes the mission of it's a responsibility to do a good job to get the word out so that the people who would benefit, that you attract the people who would most benefit by the message or by the product. And so that you don't feel like you're selling on your heels, like you're trying to convince them, you know, and you're don't want to ask for the money or, or whatever it is because you know so well that it's really good. And so you just have, and that's where, again, going back to investing in understanding how to, for example, launch a product or how you set messages up that helps people to understand. You have like a, a formula that helps people understand what it is, not just what you're offering, but how it's going to change their life, how it's going to solve the problem that they've been having. Um, so it's, you know, from that perspective, it gets to be exciting and it gets to be, you know, a purpose that feels really good. And if we don't do a good job in our business, then the people in our world don't have the benefit of our, of our knowledge. Yeah, that's, that's beautifully said. And it, for many of you that are listening that are going, I just needed to hear that, right? I think there are a lot of people listening that just need to be reminded that marketing doesn't have to be a drudgery or a have to. But instead, if you reframe that and it's an opportunity for you to share with others the way that you described it, then I think it's going to, again, give some freedom to a lot of horse business owners, but also hopefully give you some excitement. I hope that for those listening that you're getting excited about the opportunity because you're being reminded that what you are doing matters, what you're doing to serve horses, what you're doing to serve their riders, it matters and therefore, your marketing matters because you're going to get that into their hands. So that's beautifully said, Barbara. Thank you. you know, I think it's important for all of us to realize that none of us are, as much as we might like to think we'd like to be, or we think of our heroes this way, you know, none of us reach like all the people in the world. Right. You know, we, all need, <laughs> we all need each other. If you have, the, for those of, you know, listeners, if 
the people that you serve and who can benefit by what it is that you have to offer are potentially your people. You know, they're not that you have them in a little basket and you're not going to let it <laughs> touch them. It's not that I don't mean it in a hoarding kind of way, but I just mean they are the ones that you're meant to reach and to touch. And people, some people in business have this thought that, you know, business is a, is a pie and there's only so many, you know, blueberries in the pie. There's only so many people to market to. But the thing that I think is that unlike the people who think, well, if she gets that much of the slice, then there's not enough room for me. I think that the pie extends out from the circle indefinitely. And then there's more than enough for all of us. So if, if someone is thinking, well, I can't do that because look at all the people who are blah, 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 you know, doing the same thing that I'm doing. So there's not room for me. There is plenty of room for you, especially in the way that you do what you do, because we all learn differently. We all think differently. We all come from different backgrounds. And so, um, those kinds of limiting thoughts, you can just say, I'll see you later. That's not true. I'm going for my passion and um, I'm going to build a business and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to serve people and I'm going to get really good at it. So that's, that's my advice and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great advice. I so appreciate it. Well, I know that you have given lots of great wisdom and advice, but of course at the end, I always do say, is there anything else? So I want to give you freedom. Is there anything else that you think that my listeners should know about building their horse businesses and marketing their horse businesses? Mm. Um, yes. Two things. One is to believe in yourself and that you are the person that is responsible for building that belief that it's a wonderful thing when people, you know, like if, if people, you know, compliment you and all that, that's great. Um, but as, and it, that's important feedback to know if you're on the right track, but it's really important that you believe in yourself because the next point is, you're going to have big flops and you're going to have things that don't work out. And there are going to be a lot of discouraging things. And, you know, one, li one little one that I said was the naysayers earlier, but there's just going to be things that just didn't work. And so that's just part of the journey. It's like, you can't, it's like tr anything training a horse or, you know, being competitive in the show arena, any of those kinds of things, there's going to be things that don't work out. And never take it, this is really important, never take it that there's something wrong with you, but take it as data, information of what you did well 
because no matter how poorly something turns out, there's something you learned and something that you know that you did well or something someone said that you did well. And then the things that didn't work, then those are the places that you um, build on or that you improve. And it will always be that way. And um, I just encourage, like, keep at it. Don't, uh, don't allow, if you really love what you're doing and you really believe in yourself, it just... It just keep at it. And also, um, you asked me for one idea. I have a hard time. <laughs> no, it's great. I said, is there anything else? I left it wide open for you. <laughs> um, uh, seek mentors. Get um, information. Get feedback from the highest level people that you know. In other words, like just crave getting feedback and your clients too they'll give you you know some of the very best advice and and certainly um be happy and uh proud of and build on your strengths because that's super important and the places where you are your next steps to improve love those places and don't fear them and don't take them as you're not, I can't do this, this isn't going to turn out, this is too hard, all of those things. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give. I love it. This is all so, so good. I'm so grateful. I know I've said it many times, but I just really do appreciate your investment of time here, not just for me, for the podcast, but for those that are listening, they're horse business owners in a variety of different areas that are going to take this and really apply it. And it's going to make a difference. I know, and it's going to encourage them right where they need it. And so I appreciate that before we go. I would love, you have shared some, but tell us exactly what's your website. I can't wait to see the big reveal, by the way, when it gets the overhaul. Um, but if you would tell everybody what's your website, where can they connect with you online? Well, on my website, uh, the name of it is uh, barbaraschulte.com. And it's B-A-R-B-R-A. There's that extra A is not in there, barbaraschulte.com. And if you're interested to... Uh, receive my weekly video or some of my daily inspirations on the you know very front on the homepage of the website. You can see where you can sign up for that. Um, also, on the website there are tons of uh, free videos and many podcasts. And I'm also um, a forever addicted to cat to cattle and cutting horses, even though I don't show. <laughs> it's in your blood. There's a part there um, for that. There's, um, you know, my live events are there where you can see where I'll be. So if you're interested to do a clinic and I do uh, retreats in Moab, Utah with my good friend, Sandy Collier, and um, they're just fabulous. They are not discipline specific. We do work cattle but it's like fun and it's not hard and it's not like serious competitive i mean it's serious how can i say this i don't want to make it sound trite it's not <laughs> like it's not there's no pressure for you know like cow skills competitively 
and uh, beautiful trail rides in the uh, southern uh, Canyonlands National Parks of Utah. And anyway, there's just lots of goodies there. So you can really see at barbershelty.com. I also do a, a, uh, a retreat every year. It's in May with Julie Goodnight, mm -hmm. who is general horsemanship, more general horsemanship person. Um, I love Julie. We're writing a book together on leadership. And um, she's one of my favorite piece, people and a horsemanship person extraordinaire. So anyway, perhaps I could connect with you with one of the retreats in Moab or at Sea Lazy U with Julie. Yeah. And, and just uh, you could get to know me by my my videos and uh, and my my daily inspirations. Perfect. And of course, I have show notes on my website for each episode. And so I will link to all of those things on the show notes. So it's super easy for people to just head Great. there and get that information as well. So, well, well, thank you again. I really, truly appreciate it. I just know this okay. is going to be so much golden wisdom for so many people. Okay. Well, I wish everyone great um, success and enthusiasm and fun and joy and just know that the people and the horses that you serve are fortunate to have you and um, stay encouraged. And I just wish you all the best. Okay, I bet you are so thankful that I broke this into two different episodes. I know that I am because I have just loved getting to dive back into what she shared and really look for ways that I can apply it in my own business, right? So from the practical inside tips that she shared, the idea of creating a leveraged product to help you long term, the idea that horse business owners need to be thinking about retirement and what that's going to look like when you can't trade time for money. I so appreciated her insight on that. And then of course, what she shared at the end, right? To just believe in yourself and that you are the person responsible for building that belief. That is huge. You don't have to wait for somebody else to say that you can do something. You need to believe it yourself, right? So much goodness. I'm so, so grateful. I do hope that you will jump over to the show notes at stormlily.com slash 71. I will have links there to Barbara's website, as she mentioned, as well as her social media. And just like last week, I would just invite you, if there is something that stood out to you on this podcast that you are so grateful that Barbara took the time to share, would you share that on social media, link to the podcast, let other people know that this information is available and tag myself and tag Barbara so that we can know that it's making a difference for you. And so we can encourage you and cheer you on as well. So whether you do that on Facebook or Instagram, make sure that you tag us and let us know because it's so encouraging to see that you all are being able to take this podcast and really apply it to your business. And I know that there are so many things that Barbara shared today that you're going to be able to take and apply and that are going to make a difference for you long term, no matter where you're at in your horse business. So again, be sure to reach out to Barbara. Let her know how grateful you are for the information that she shared. And just know that I am cheering you on. I am so excited that you are here with me on the podcast. I'm here to help you and serve you. So if there is anything else that I can do, then please let me know. You are always welcome to reach out on social media or send me a direct email, denise at stormlily.com. All right.
I'm excited that you are here. I hope you will continue to come back. I have a lot of good and fun and helpful episodes in store for you in the coming weeks. So if you have any other questions, then please always let me know. And one last thing, if you are not signed up for the emails, if you are not subscribed to the podcast so that you hear every week when I send out a new email or when a new podcast episode is released, I would invite you to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player to sign up for the emails that I send out every week. You can do that at stormlily.com slash podcast. There's a place right there to say, yep, I want to hear when you have a new episode. Because my goal, as I said, is to help you and build you up and encourage you and equip you to build the business that you love. All right. Okay, friends, that's all I have for you today. Be sure you jump over to those show notes at stormlily.com slash 71. And I will see you here again next week. Have an awesome day. 